Hi, I'm Ashley McElwain, licensed marriage and family therapist, founder and CEO of Foundation Restoration. Welcome to Foundation Restoration's Real Talk podcast, where you'll find real people discussing real issues while offering real help at the intersection of clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. We're so glad you've joined us. Welcome, friends, back to the Real Talk Podcast. So excited to be with you today. Uh, crazy Thanksgiving week. So let me just stop and say I'm so thankful for you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your support of Foundation Restoration and our ministry. And just thank you for uh, the ability to gather together. And I hope that you have a wonderful time celebrating Thanksgiving. And hopefully you can be with those you love and care about and just reflect on all of the goodness and blessings in your lives. It's easy to to focus on things that we wish we had um, or things that we want different, but hopefully you're able to look and reflect on all of God's goodness in your life and the many, many uh, blessings and great things in your life. I know that I am looking forward to being with some family and celebrating Thanksgiving in a special place with special people. And I will certainly be thanking God for many, many things. He is so good. And I want to be quick to praise him for all that he does and who he is. In case you haven't seen um, recently, if you don't, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, I'd love for you to subscribe. You can do so on our website, foundationrestoration.org. But if you follow us on social media, you would see that we are getting ready. We're kicking off our year-end fundraiser, and I'm really excited about it this year, you guys. We're doing some really cool things. Um, three things. We have a matching challenge going on. We're trying to raise $30,000, and so you can get involved in one of three ways. One, you can just donate. Um, we are so grateful for your generosity and your support. You can donate. We're um, thanks to the generosity of several donors. We have a $15,000 match, and we are um, so every dollar you give, every dollar you donate will be matched dollar for dollar. Two is to get involved with our uh, silent auction that's going to be launching December 18th. And you can get involved with that bid on some really amazing items. We've got Carolina Hurricanes jerseys, Jacob Slavin signed jersey and puck. We've got some really cool gift baskets. We've got lots of local Raleigh vendors who have given things. So lots of really cool items that you can bid on. That'll open up December 18th. And then third is our second chance prom. You guys, I'm so excited. This is like a dream come true. I've always wanted to do this event. Never thought I could do it, but we're doing it. And so for those of you in the area, Friday, December 29th from 6 to 9 p.m., train at Seaboard station which is near downtown raleigh we are doing a second chance prom that is your second chance at prom so whether you didn't go to prom whether you went and had a horrible experience um or maybe you went and had a great experience this is your opportunity to come and get a second chance at prom i think it's really cool too our stage of life right like most of us are not high school sweethearts so you get to go to prom with your spouse or significant other or um and or just with friends like grab some friends and do prom together i know my friends are not the same as they were in high school and so it's just a cool chance for you to be able to come we're going to do hors d'oeuvres we're going to have dancing we're going to do prom pictures so you'll get your prom 
prom picture taken. Who doesn't love getting all dressed up and going out and doing something super fun? So I hope that you guys will join us. You can get tickets. You can donate. You can get involved um, with a silent auction all on our website, foundationrestoration.org. When you go there, there's a pop-up that you can just click through. It'll take you to the landing page that gives you all the information, lets you donate, lets you purchase tickets and when the silent auction opens up you could do it there as well so we're really excited about it again i hope that you guys will participate i hope that you'll love all of the items in the in the silent auction and again the the second chance prom is really instead of us just telling you what we do you get to come and experience it so we are super duper excited my team's been working hard um and we've just had lots of people stepping up and getting involved and we're so so grateful i have a feeling it's going to be a night to remember that um, is talked about for a long time and we're hoping that becomes an annual event so hopefully you'll join us excited about it well let's go ahead and talk about communication Uh, part one we discussed the ultimate purpose of communication is connection rather than merely conveying facts and information communication is what breathes life into a relationship and builds that deeper connection that we were created for that we long for In part two today, we are going to look at the basics of communication, um, and that's going to include some common pitfalls and obstacles to communication in hopes of bridging that gap and overcoming the barriers to facilitate better communication and ultimately better connection. So I encourage you to take a listen to part one before you jump into today's podcast if you haven't already, Um, but I am going to do a quick rewind and overview of the last podcast for those of you who did listen, just to kind of refresh your memory and give a little context of what we're going to talk about today. It's really easy to get caught up in the sense that when we communicate, when we talk, it's purely a means of conveying facts, information, and directives. We're constantly on information overload um, with just so much stimulation all around, so many pictures and and tidbits of information and things just coming at us, but yet people are lonelier than ever. And that's because while we may be exposed to more information and even more forms of supposed connection through social media, these avenues of communication really aren't creating meaningful connection or relationships. It's wide and not deep. And there's a big difference, kind of like quality over quantity. And we want quality. We want deeper. And at the end of the day, we were created for genuine, true, deep, meaningful connection. And connection comes in the context of meaningful relationships. And relationships yield connection through meaningful communication. If we want a strong, healthy, intimate, thriving, growing relationship, we simply must understand that our communication has to be with the intent of connecting with the other person. So it's not about get to the point or being directive and or informational only. And truly, when we focus on get to the point, we miss the point of why we communicate, especially with those we love. Communication is the conduit that brings life to a relationship. It breathes life into a relationship as you share what's on your heart, in your mind, your life experiences, your memories, fears, hopes, dreams, interests. We do not need more information. We need more connection. And that is a fact. Without connection, our relationships die. And communication is just so important and vital to the health and life of a relationship and building that connection and that tie. 
So that's a little quick refresh for you guys, a little reminder of what part one was kind of talking about is the why of communication. Communication is a means of connection and connection is what we all crave and desire and we're meant for god desires connection with us he desires that intimate connection that's why he tells us to talk to him to pray to him to spend time and we read his word to listen to him so god desires that open communication with us in a very intimate meaningful way and he created us in his image And I know that he is desiring in our relationships for us to have meaningful connection and communication. So again, with that being said, with knowing our why, that we communicate for connection, just not information, let's look at some things that typically hinder our communication that maybe you need to know about so that you can facilitate a more meaningful communication um, that creates that meaningful connection in your relationships. One is just a lack of skills. Communication is a skill, and it's easy to struggle with communication and how to communicate. But, you know, we know that it's important because you look at even with, I remember when I first had Grayson, how you're waiting for that first word, right? Where we desire to be able to communicate. And I think that when you think of it in the context of how much we anticipate our child speaking, it gives you a little bit of that perspective that one, we do desire communication to hear and to be heard. But also it shows us how it is a skill. Kids don't come out just being able to talk. It is something that has to develop. It is a skill. And not only just the ability to speak, but the ability to conversate. So it is a skill. And we have to learn how to listen. And more than that, how to active listen. What is active listening? It is showing that we are tracking with the person who's talking. Active listening, it includes nodding and eye contact and reflection and the ability to communicate through our words and through our body language that I am here with you, I'm tracking, I'm listening, I care. We have to learn how to communicate clearly, right? How to get our information across in a way that can be heard, that can be understood, that can be responded to. We have to learn how to actually engage in conversation. Again, we, you know, I think about again with kids, you know, say hello. Okay. Oh, hey, how are you, Grayson? Okay. Ask how they're doing, right? Like we, we have to teach that skill of how to engage in a conversation. A lot of times that's not second nature. There's the skill of just attunement, really looking and feeling and perceiving what the other person, what's going on within the other person and being attuned to, wow, I noticed that their facial expression shifted and maybe I'm missing them and and really being able to feel and be attuned to what is happening in the other person and what their body language is, what their tone is and what they're trying to communicate, which sometimes is different than what they're actually communicating. I was saying, you have to allow for the fact that what you're saying and what is heard are two different things and and the reverse that what you're hearing and what is being said could be two totally different things which is why we have to be able to ask follow-up questions we have to have a posture of curiosity in our communication just the ability to reflect you know this is what i'm hearing you say and the person being able to correct or adjust accordingly but 
again, that reflection is part of just, I'm tracking with you. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm actively listening. And, you know, there's just a lot of basic skills that go into being able to have a good conversation, being able to communicate. You know, again, I think about which, if you know me, like I really, I don't know what it is, is like nails on a chalkboard when someone says to a kid, use your words. <laughs> I don't know if you know me, it's, it's something I don't, I don't like. Um, I don't know if it's because I feel like it misses out sometimes on the heart of communication or what, but we tell kids like use your words because we want to understand we want to be able to communicate and so it is a skill it very much is a skill to be able to communicate and to conversate in a meaningful way and so a lot of times what we see is just people lack these skills but the good news is the skills can be taught they can be learned they can be practiced they can improve you know some of it is just listening to this and 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 maybe we do delve more into just the skills set of it. But that is something that going to a therapist or a counselor can really help you with cultivating the ability and the skill set of conversation. I know we talk, I talk a lot with my clients about, for example, I statements. If you're wanting someone to understand and hear you and and not get defensive in conversations, especially intimate relationships, using I statements, I feel, fill in the blank, and feel has to be an emotion. And what I say a lot is like, I feel... And we'll we'll put in something in there that's not a feeling. And so I really, that is a skill to learn. Like, I feel hurt because you walked out while I was talking to you. Now it, it gives and facilitates the ability to have a conversation for the person here versus like, you never listen to me. You always walk out. And so when we frame it with this is what I'm feeling and why it engages the person in the ability to even hear what's going on with you or how their behavior impacted you, which is what we ultimately desire. So we talk a lot about using I statements, learning to use them so that we help eliminate the barrier of defensiveness that often comes when we just fling um, what feels like an accusation or a criticism. So there's I statements, and that's very helpful. Um, plating things in a way, and, and when I say plating things, in a way that somebody can hear, using, I talk about a sandwich method. You start with affirmation, you insert your information, you follow it up with affirmation. And so you are plating it in a way that somebody can hear that you care, that you love them, that you want connection with them. But also, here's kind of what you're struggling with. But again, just a reminder, I am having this conversation with you because I desire to have relationship with you. So that might look like, you know, honey, I really need to talk to you about something because I value having a quality relationship with you. And I, I, I think it's important for us to understand each other. And so I love you. I love the husband that you are. But, you know, I feel hurt when it seems like I'm not a priority. So when you get home super late from work and you aren't engaged, don't put your phone down and I'm talking to you, when you do get home, it's very hard for me. I don't feel prioritized. And I want to feel prioritized because I love you and I want to have a great relationship. That's very different than you're home late 
you're not here when I thought you were going to be here. You never prioritize me. And I'm so frustrated with you, right? Like one invites someone in, one pushes somebody away. So again, those are skills that you just have to learn. Also just getting to the heart of the message. Like what is the issue for me? What is it? What is it about him coming home? That's the issue. Is it that he's coming home late or is it that it makes you feel unprioritized? Is it because you're exhausted and you just need someone to be there for you and to relieve you so that you can get a break, right? Like there's context of like, we have to understand what's happening with us so we can communicate it effectively. And again, those are just skills. Another thing in the skill set is just not using absolute statements. You're always late. You never care. You never listen. Right? When we use those absolute statements, you're never going to change. You always hurt me. We use those statements. They're very dramatic and it may feel that way, but it's very condemning and limiting and makes somebody feel like, well, what's the point in trying if, if you've sealed the fate? So again, trying not to use that, using an alternative, like it often feels like you're late from work. You know, it feels like you typically do this and that's hard for me. So again, you're just trying to stay away from those absolute statements so that the person feels there's room for hope and change and adjustment and and reflection. And I hear you. So it was a really tough day at work today. And Again, when I say we don't want to do that in a robotic way, we're doing it in a way that says, I'm here, I hear you, and I'm listening. I'm tracking with what you're saying. We're engaging. We're making eye contact. We're putting our phone down. We're nodding. Those are all things that are part of a skill set. Watching our tone. Again, saying something like, take that trash out. Right? That's very directive. It is kind of hostile statement um, versus making a request, which that's another thing, making a request versus a demand. So, hey, would you mind taking the trash out for me? It's it's full. It needs to be taken out. That feels very different than take the trash out. You never take the trash out. And again, it's very helpful for me when you take the trash out. Do you think you could do that for me today? Being clear with our expectations around it. When? You know, I laugh because... You know, and I'm sure you've heard this. It's like uh, you could say to your husband, I <laughs> I need you to please put that basket back up in the attic. Oh, yeah, sure. I got that for you. A day goes by. Two days go by. A week goes by. Trash is not out. Or the listen to me. I'm still stuck on the trash. The the bin's not up. And you can start getting frustrated. Hey, uh, I asked you to put that bin up. Yeah, no, I will. What I've learned and what I tell a lot of clients, especially with men, be clear. Hey, honey, do you mind putting that bin up in the attic um, before the end of the day? You've time stamped it. And then you can just remember, hey, I asked you to put that bin up by the end of the day. You think you could do that? Um, Hey, you said you'd put the bin up by the end of the day yesterday. You didn't. Do you think you could do it by the end of today? Um, Those are, there's a very big difference, right? And so be clear when you need it done so that you're not frustrated. And And it's just all about trying to kind of eliminate some of those obstacles to where then it becomes a fight and you're not able to have a good conversation or communicate about it. So those are just a few of like fire hose of some things about the just the skill set of communication and it really is 
something you have to learn and you have to grow and it's helpful when you have somebody and and this is where I say counseling or therapy professional counseling or therapy can be really helpful as you have somebody who can say you know what why don't you try communicating it this way why don't you say it this way or you know how you could have said it and and they're helping you did you notice her body language just shifted right there did you see how he his eyes they just filled with tears what what's happening right now what was hard about that or what struck a chord for you in what was said or what you said that's where sometimes having a professional can really help you learn that skill set and develop the tools you need to have meaningful conversation and i would say especially in the attunement area and when it's potentially negative or conflict related topic so it's it's just helpful to have somebody who can navigate that with you and give you the tools you need to have the skill set of actually being able to communicate and conversate in a meaningful way a second area i would say that we see an obstacle or a hindrance to our meaningful communication and ultimately to our connection is just a lack of desire and i think that it's easy these days for people to have lost the perspective of the importance of meaningful conversation of putting the phone down of making eye contact of tracking of nodding of being engaged and and caring about what the other person says and i I think everything these days is so quick and easy and just get to the point i know that there's several studies that estimate the average attention span is eight seconds and that it's getting shorter and shorter due to the demands of our attention due the due to the constant bombardment of information of always being entertained and so it again you look at social media it's all quick hits right you're looking and there's a quick video there's a quick that's not interesting to me moving on And so much of what we're surrounded with is if it's not interesting, then it doesn't matter. If it doesn't, if it's not tailored to you, if it's not relevant to you, if it's not pertinent to you, if it's not fun, if it's not quick and easy, it's not important. But the reality is meaningful conversation is a slower process. Connection is something that takes time. And we need to realize that it's up to us to focus on slowing our brains, on concentrating, on desiring connection with those we love. And I think people desire and crave connection like never before because that's what we were created for. But they don't want to put in the effort to actually achieve that connection because that requires desiring to hear as much as we are desiring to be heard to understand as much as we want to be understood and there's that selfless element to selflessly pursue a connection with another we have to desire more than what our culture is presenting that says hey information information quick it's all about you and what you want and hey look at this and and post about you here yeah, how many people can like what you're posting what you're presenting and meaningful connection and communication requires desiring to be heard and to see to listen to engage to share to be authentic to be vulnerable i think about proverbs twelve fourteen through 15 by fruitful speech a man is filled with good things and the work of his hands returns to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to counsel. 
And so I think in general, we just have to realize that there is a lot to be learned. There's a lot to hear. There's a lot to note. And we don't know everything. And and the only way we can learn somebody and get to know somebody is if we spend the time listening and engaging and being authentic with them. The third thing I would say is just lack of prioritizing, right? We're busy, we're bombarded with lots of things to do, lots of places to be. So taking the time to prioritize someone and communicating with them and engaging with them, it takes effort. And again, we don't live in a world that says, make the effort. It says, here, right here, here's a quick hit, here, here, at your fingertips. This is easy. This is, it's all about easiness. It's all about what we feel, what we want. And so we, it's up to us to truly pause and prioritize connecting with somebody, engaging with them, saying, no, meaningful connection, meaningful communication, meaningful conversation is important to me. So I've got to carve out the time to have it. And I think especially for husbands and wives, this is very difficult because we're super busy. And a lot of times it takes intentionally carving out time for a date night. It takes time to say at the end of the evening, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z so that I can actually sit with you and look at you and touch you and communicate with you and ask what's going on in your life and engage with that and engage with you. And so it is prioritizing. And and if we don't prioritize it, it just won't happen. And so we must prioritize communication and the desire to. So these are three things that I will say are part of what can be a challenge to communication and ultimately to our connection. I have a lot more, but I'm going to pause there and we will pick back up with that in part three of our communication series and kind of talking about some of the other things that can play into either the the hindrance of our communication or enabling and activating it in a meaningful way. Again, because we do desire, deep down we desire connection. We desire to feel like we are in an intimate relationship where somebody truly knows us. And we also desire to truly know. And that is a God-given thing. Again, I always come back to the Trinity. If there's God, there's Jesus, the Son. If there is the Holy Spirit and they're three in one and it is this mysterious three-in-one intimate relationship and I think about the desire that God must have had for that oneness and that oneness comes through this connection and if we're made in his image why would we not then desire that that connection and that oneness and that intimacy I believe that we do I see it every day in the work that I do People want to feel like somebody truly knows them and gets them, that they have a person and that that they are someone's person. But again, we have to realize we have to develop our skill set. We have to develop our communication skills and we have to learn those and make the effort to do so. We have to develop our desire for connection. We have to develop our desire to connect, to care, to communicate, to conversate, to get to know and to allow somebody to know us. We have to cultivate that desire within us. Then we have to prioritize 
prioritize connection, prioritize communication, prioritize being connected with others, prioritizing learning and taking the time to communicate in a meaningful and significant and intimate way. Communication is so important. And we know that from the time a baby is so little, we anticipate what will their first word be. We long for hearing their little voice, hearing what's on their mind, knowing what is important to them, being able to teach them and talk to them. And we know at that fundamental, le- at that fundamental level how important communication is. It's a gift God's given us. It's up to us to cultivate that skill and that ability and to realize that through communication, we facilitate connection and connection is so precious. So we'll leave off there and I hope that you'll join me for part three where we continue to tease out some of these things that both hinder and help our communication and ultimately our connection. I can't wait. I love joining you guys in the meantime. Happy Thanksgiving. So thankful for you. So thankful for our time together and I hope and pray that it is fruitful and of benefit to you. Thank you for joining me. I'm so thankful for our time together and pray that you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Well, friends, this concludes this episode of the Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad you did. Remember, you were handcrafted by God, are dearly loved, and greatly needed in this world. We look forward to seeing you back here next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Talk. To stay connected, follow Foundation Restoration on Instagram and Facebook at FND Restoration or visit us at www.foundationrestoration.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to follow or subscribe and to leave us a five-star review so more people can find our show. Foundation Restoration is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry that believes marriage is the heartbeat of society and exists to equip, strengthen, and restore marriages through clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. Please consider supporting our ministry with a tax-deductible donation at www.foundationrestoration.org. Your gift makes programs like this possible. Thank you for your generosity and partnership.